about Mm -hmm. 10% of people on dating apps are actually using them. You know what I mean? Wow, what a statistic. Where'd you get that from? I just made it up. (laughs) Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of To Be Honest, the podcast. My name is Duck Dog Millionaire. And my name is Kara, and I absolutely cannot be bringing the same level of energy to this episode <laughs> as you are. It's just not in me tonight. You're not going to be able to meet it. I'm not even going to get in the same vicinity as it. <laughs> it's just not possible. So how was your day, doll? Do you want to talk us through it? I don't really want to talk us through it. No, okay. I, I just want to say that I've had a kind of crappy week. Mm-hmm. Just not great. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. But definitely not feeling as up there as you are. Okay. I wonder why you're feeling so great. I wonder why. What do you have to be honest about this week? (laughs) Ducky is hiding something from you all. (laughs) What do I have to be honest about this week? Great question. Wish I prepared for it. Um, (laughs) I feel like what I have to be honest about is the fact that It's going to sound kind of random when I first say it, but let me explain. The Gold Coast is home. Mm. So over the weekend just past, I went to Melbourne for a literal 24-hour trip because one of my best friends is getting or is engaged and is getting married and I'm in the bridal party. And so I went there to like try on bridesmaid dresses and all that fun stuff. And I loved being there for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved hanging out with them. But when I came home... I was just like, wow, this place is my comfort zone and it is home. And the reason why that's something that I have to like be honest about this week is because lately I've really been feeling that disconnect from my family and my friends. And I've been kind of wondering like, you know, how long will I be able to live on the Gold Coast? Things like that. Mm. And I think it's apparent to me when I do kind of leave and come back how much of a life I have here and how comfortable I am and how much I miss it when I'm not here. Mm. Um, Like as much as I love Melbourne, it's just not somewhere I could live at the moment. So yeah, that's kind of like where my mind set is. That's kind of tea. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I love that for me personally. (laughs) Well, yeah, because that means you're not losing a housemate anytime soon, which just to be clear, I wasn't, I wasn't planning on moving anytime soon, but it's just kind of been like forward thinking, like what would my life look like? In the next, like, five years Mm. kind of thing. But anyway, who knows what it's going to look like? Who knows? What do you have to be honest about this week? What do I have to be honest about this week? I can think of one big thing, but I don't think you're going to say it. Wish I thought about it. Wish I... I'm just completely ignoring you. Wish I (laughs) planned it. What do I have to be honest about? It's almost like we're told every single week by each other, (laughs) make sure you prepare for what do you have to be honest about it's almost like we came up with this whole segment ourselves hello it is amanda here i am editing this episode right now and unfortunately as you may have noticed there started to become some crackling noises and there's a whole chunk of this episode which i've had to cut out because it was just like completely unlistenable we're really learning a lot about garage band and microphones and recording a podcast lately. But anyway, I still wanted to share this episode with you because it's a really good one. In today's episode, we are doing unprofessional opinions. So we are just answering a bunch of your questions that you sent to us on Instagram. If you don't follow us on Instagram already, by the way, you can find us at tbh.pod. 
But yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode regardless of the chunk that was cut out. I promise that I'll have an absolute banger to be honest with you about next week, seeing as you didn't get to hear what I have to be honest about this week. Anyway, I'm rambling. Enjoy the episode. I hope you love it as much as we loved recording it. Okay, our next question is also a statement. And it is. <laughs> you guys love your statements, you that's do. for sure. <laughs> Handling regrets about life choices and what you might have missed out on. This is really interesting to me because I've always kind of, like when I hear people say they regret something Mm. or they like wish they did something else, I've always kind of realized in that moment that I don't have many like regrets. Yeah. And maybe that's because like I haven't had like certain experiences. Like I don't know, like I haven't been in like a long-term relationship and things like that. Like Mm. I'm sure like maybe if something bad happened in a long-term relationship – it might be easy to like regret something if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So I don't know how you would like not regret something except for like looking at it as looking at everything as like a learning curve. Yeah. And looking at everything as just like a part of your life and what led you to where you are today mm. and what knowledge you have today. Mm. Because again, it sounds super, super cheesy, super cliche. I'm learning in my, as I get older, that everything that is cliche and cheesy is mostly true. And <laughs> I'm like, keep every, I feel like every day I say something like, this is really cheesy. Like, this is really cliche, but, (laughs) but the thing is, is that like, you wouldn't be, you know, able to stand here today Mm. knowing what you know and having like the experience and the wisdom that you have, if you hadn't made those past like mistakes, quote unquote. Yeah. So true. I completely agree with you. And like, I definitely have like a couple of regrets, but they're more to do with like financial decisions that I've made in Mm. my life that I wish that I hadn't made because it really like put me for lack of a better word behind in terms of where I would like to be financially Mm -hmm. at this point in my life. And yeah, I definitely like have had times where I feel regret and shame. And like the way that I honestly work through this is basically what Kara said is like I learned a lot from that experience and if I hadn't had that experience I wouldn't know what I know now Mm -hmm. and you can have like regrets about something like for example let's just say I had a bad relationship and I regret that relationship Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I do by the way I don't regret any of my relationships I was laughing at when you said let's just say I had a bad relationship (laughs) I was like let's suspend belief and think about if you've ever had one (laughs) so let's just say I had a bad relationship there was a lot of it that could have been viewed as a regret because it could have been like a waste of my time or it could have been all of these things and I can look at it through that lens of like oh my god I regret it so much because there was so much time wasted I went through a lot of like emotional stuff I was really sad for a while and that's all totally valid if you feel that way but Mm -hmm. then you can also look at it in the way of I learned so much from that experience if I didn't have that experience I wouldn't be the person that I am today regardless like the butterfly effect is a thing and things that happen at certain times in your life make other things happen at certain times in your life you know what I mean completely yeah yeah And I think that what you said before about, you know, feeling regret, you said regret or shame about something is really interesting because it made me realize that almost, or at least everything I can think of, all regret is like rooted in shame. Mm. You know, the shame of making the mistake, the shame of having like had your heart broken or like been in debt, things Mm. like that. Like what, you know, those two examples you just used. Yeah. It's like 
you know, I feel shameful about the decision I made and like what it meant for me or what it maybe meant for someone else Mm. um, if someone else was involved. And that's why you wish it didn't happen. Mm. And like, obviously, like shame is, I mean, we talked about this before. Shame is like at the root of like most human like suffering. It's so hard to handle. But there's, it's, it's, this is going to sound like super, like, I guess, airy fairy, but like regret and shame is so like irrelevant and Mm. inconsequential because it doesn't change anything. Mm. You regretting and you dwelling on something you regret or you feeling like intense shame about it is not going to change the past. It's not going to change the decision you made. If anything, it's just going to like stop you from, I guess, like living your life. Yeah. Because the only way you can kind of overcome those things is if you learn from them. Like what we said before. Yeah, completely. Okay, so the next question we have is, have you ever been in tough living situations and how did you get through them? Um, yes, I have. Cara? How honest do you want to be? <laughs> <laughs> I would say the only tough living situation I've been in was when I lived with my parents at times. Mm. And that's not because I don't love my parents. Obviously, I love my parents. But my dad and I in particular clashed a lot. And I think I mentioned already on the podcast that when I moved out, my relationship with him got 10 times better. Like mm. I was able to actually connect with him and like enjoy my time with him more because I, we weren't constantly in each other's faces. I was actually thinking last night when I was like laying in bed, I was mm. like, it's so true that like you get older and you realize how much, how similar you are to your parents. Mm-hmm. I'm so similar in so many ways to my dad. And that's why we clash. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting. Yeah. Like my mom used to always tell me that when I was growing up and I'd fight with him. She'd be mm. like, it's because you're so similar. But like, don't offend me. <laughs> I'm not like him. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was that's pretty much the only like tough living situation I've I've been in. And I would say that I dealt with it by like before I could move out. I dealt with it by like making like my bedroom. If you're in like a space where like you feel like you've only really got your bedroom as your own, mm. like making my bedroom like a really comfortable space that I really enjoyed being in Mm. and I guess like figuring out like what kind of made it tough like what made me feel not good about living there and then like trying to navigate that Mm. um and obviously communication is important if you can communicate with someone who you're living with that's making it hard but that's not always possible and I know that yeah what about you well I I think I've definitely been in a few tough living situations in my life Mm -hmm. and they've been both like with my dad (laughs) what a throwback to when I was a shitty teenager guys ducky was the shittiest teenager I was so fucking awful to my parents it's actually like fucked up the stories that she's told me I'm like I can't believe that you did that I can't believe that I've evolved so much like I'm I'm like one of the nicest people I know now. It's actually kind of wild. Yeah, but I used to be a little bitch Mm. and that's just a fact. You really did. Anyway, so I definitely had that when I was younger. That was all my fault though, so we won't. So how did you deal with that? Um, (laughs) I got older. I got older. I I got more mature. Yeah. (laughs) But when I've dealt with um, living situations as an adult, it's been really interesting because when I moved to the Gold Coast, I had never lived out of home before Mm. and I kind of was thrown in the deep end and I lived in three different share houses before I lived with Kara. All of them very, very vastly different and like different energies in every space. And I definitely would recommend in any living situation where you feel like there is like tension or there are things that you want worked on, I 
wholeheartedly agree with Cara about making your bedroom your safe space. Like I feel like in particular in two of the places that I lived, I had a really, really nice bedroom where I had like a lot of my own personal stuff in there and I spent a lot of time in both of those Mm -hmm. rooms and I really, really enjoyed that. Something that I wasn't very good at but I recommend doing is setting more boundaries. Like Mm. I didn't have very good boundaries like when I lived in these spaces and so would often like... I guess use a lot of my emotional energy in the house and like allow that kind of stuff to consume me. Whereas I would say that, you know, setting boundaries with yourself, realizing things that you could improve on and then trying your best to communicate with others about what they could improve on. The reality of the situation is that like, especially in share houses, there's always going to be flaws like, oh, It's not, you're not going to get a perfect living situation and it's all about how you handle it basically. Yeah. I I mean, I think as long as you're living with another human, you won't be able to get a perfect living situation because like every human has flaws and it's literally impossible for someone to get along with someone else a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. So I think you're completely right. Like, you know, navigating it in like the most, like the healthiest way possible Mm. and like communicating, setting those boundaries is probably the the best thing the best things you can do yeah totally okay so the next question is interesting given what i had to be honest about this week Mm -hmm. what are some things that you miss about melbourne now that you live on the gc and things that you love most about living on the gc okay so yeah this question definitely came at the perfect time i'll start by saying that in regards to what i miss about melbourne like i obviously miss my family and i miss my friends Mm -hmm. that's like the main thing and especially with all covid tings it has been really hard yeah to not know when we're going to be able to see them for context for those of you outside of australia our covid response has been very much so like state by state rather Mm -hmm. than countrywide so there have been times well quite a lot of times where either melbourne won't let queenslanders in or queensland won't let melbournians in it's more the latter um yeah but yeah that has definitely made it a bit more difficult yeah like for the majority of 2020 we weren't able to travel from state to state because yeah. there were border restrictions in place yeah um like we just weren't allowed to unless we hotel quarantined we're actually in lockdown right now we haven't even mentioned that oh yeah we haven't even mentioned that it kind of doesn't feel like we really are in lockdown no well it's a very like not as strict lockdown as we've experienced or other parts of this country and world have experienced so yeah it's kind of like a little baby lockdown yeah we just basically have to be home unless we're like at the grocery store or exercising and stuff like that but yeah. it doesn't feel it's only for three days as well but essentially what we're trying to say is that it's been especially tough because of the covid restrictions yeah and because of the travel restrictions i completely agree with that obviously like the biggest thing i miss about home is my family my friends and my dog i think another big thing kind of is like a little sub point to that is I really struggle with I have my one of my best friends has a little boy and a little girl mm. babies well one's a toddler he's still a baby to me <laughs> um and I really struggle with like not being able to see them as much as I used to mm. because I'm so close with them and I'm so close with my friend mm. um and it's just hard like it's very like I keep thinking like oh my god like I'm missing like the the big years like mm. I feel like I feel like I'm a bit too attached if I'm being honest but it's fine <laughs> um other than that I think like as like Melbourne as a whole mm. I 
kind of miss the more cultural side of Melbourne. Mm. Like there's always like more like cultural things to do in the city, like, you know, concerts and different gigs and I don't know, galleries and things like that. Um, there's also like better restaurants in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like I was about to say, one of the main things I miss about Melbourne is the food. Like whenever yeah. I go to Melbourne, there's a reason that I eat so much when I'm there. Yes, completely. And I don't know. I mean, I think honestly for me, like Melbourne just feels like Gold Coast feels like home, like I said earlier, but Melbourne does feel very comfortable for me and like mm. very much like I I definitely still feel at home to a degree there. And so I guess like every now and then, like maybe I feel like, it's, I miss it because it is my comfort zone in a way. Mm, yeah. But definitely that's probably like on the lower end. The most things that I miss is, is like my friends and my family. Yeah, for sure. Something else I think I miss about Melbourne is like the nostalgic aspect of it as well. Like, for example, whenever I go back, I like mm-hmm. I grew up like an hour from the Great Ocean Road and I have a lot of family who live up that way. And whenever I'm on the Great Ocean Road, I'm like, oh. This just feels so it feels like a warm hug you know mm. what i mean and i definitely miss that and there's a lot of natural beauty that like victoria as a state has that i miss but yeah for the most part it's definitely family friends mm-hmm. food the three f's huh <laughs> so in terms of things that we love most about living on the gold coast i would say for me it's the obviously the fact that the beach is like literally always like a five minute walk away I would say that it's so small that I don't have to drive very often, like very far. I fucking hate driving. So the fact that I barely have to drive anywhere is great. Uh I do think that we have some good restaurants. I love going out for like a cocktail and and dinner. Yes. Yes. What else? I I feel like it just, it's just the, the atmosphere of the Gold Coast is so different to Melbourne and it's completely what I like need in my life right now. Yeah, I feel the same. I think that like the number one thing that I love about the Gold Coast in general as like a place Mm -hmm. is the fact that there is so much natural beauty. Like there Mm -hmm. is the hinterland, there is the beach. You have Byron Bay an hour south. You have the Sunshine Coast a couple of hours north. Brisbane's only an hour away if you really want that city energy. Like it really is a great place to live geographically. (laughs) I also love like I have such an amazing group of friends on the Gold Coast Mm -hmm. now. It's like absolutely incredible I cannot believe how things have changed and evolved over the time that I've lived here and that's something that I feel so grateful for and something else that I really really love and maybe I'm like maybe it's just because I've had this experience whilst on the Gold Coast but it's a very it's very much so a place where there are a lot of people like working for themselves and like Mm. being very like inspired creatively people starting their own businesses like it's very very common in this area i just think i think it's more common because we obviously lived in suburbia in melbourne it's less common there if you moved into like the city in melbourne we probably would feel more surrounded by it but Mm. i think like the gold coast is quite a young place Mm. i guess as are most cities maybe in australia yeah yeah i think i definitely agree with that it's definitely somewhere where like it's more common and more like uh I guess, like accepted to be yeah. self-employed. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kara. So how are you coping with the fact that Taylor Swift is releasing a 10 minute version of All Too Well? Well, at the moment I'm coping super well because it doesn't feel like it's ever going to come out because it's five months away. Right. So I'm very much like someone who like, I can't 
feel like super excited for something if it's not relatively close like yeah. i felt this before about like concerts when you buy concert tickets like a year in advance and things mm. like that but if you ask me in like two or three months i'll be probably beside myself like i have no idea what we're in for are we getting another bridge are we getting another verse are we getting you know an extended chorus who knows yeah it's actually fucked up to think about it is fucked up to think about like 10 minutes is such a long time 10 minutes is like almost double what we currently have yeah it's just under double yeah and i'm not too let's just talk about red for a second in general what are we what are you most excited for in red i'm i'm kind of unsure if i'm honest like i think i've talked to you about this before but red was like when i had like my dip in my taylor swift fan Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it Uh like your lapse in judgment my lapse in judgment let's call it that <laughs> I still I still went to the red tour but I didn't like actively listen to it and like experience the red era mm-hmm. so I don't like really know like I'm excited for it in general because even though I know the songs it's gonna feel like a whole new experience for me mm-hmm. and I always feel excited about new music in general from her yes are you excited for the 10 minute version of all too well well yes because all too well is obviously her best song of all time I mean, it's it's like uh, it's not, but it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? I personally feel like My Tears Ricochet has hit that one d- from the top spot. See, I think Cardigans hit that one from the top spot. Look, there's a lot of songs on folklore. Yeah, that are just that are just superior Chef's Kiss. Yeah. Um, but obviously, it's one of her very best songs. Yes, I can't believe she's going to give us five extra minutes. I, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot, and I'm ready. I'm so ready. Okay, our next question is, how do you get over someone you have to see every day? I'm going to start this off by saying, fuck if I know. I couldn't get over someone who I barely saw. Like, uh, <laughs> I couldn't get over someone who I cut contact with. <laughs> so I cannot. You might be asking the wrong people. But look, we'll, we'll act like we know. How about that? We'll do that for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, you know what? You know what? I'm going to take it all the way back to high school. And wow. I'm going to draw on my high school experiences okay. and really hope that it lands. I don't know if people should be taking advice from high school Amanda Ducker. <laughs> yeah, Amanda, did you you did just talk about how much of a bitch you were. <laughs> I was a bitch to my parents. I wasn't a bitch to anyone. <laughs> okay. So your high school self. I'm sorry. I'm just stuck at Amanda Ducker. <laughs> <laughs> your high school self. What would she say to well, this? Well, my high school self had to see the boy that I didn't want me, who I wanted every day for a long time. And the only way I got over him was when he dropped out of school. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so what was your point? Like, what was the uplifting message in there? I don't understand. Like, you were acting like you were going to say some, like, great advice. I don't have it. (laughs) Okay, let's let's think outside the box. If we were able to get over any type of man. Yes. Which we're not. How would we get over someone that we saw every day? Okay. Well, you know what I would do? Set boundaries. Why are you laughing at me? We're, we're just both so lost with this question. We are both very lost. We're I'm so looking lost. at you being like, let's start with boundaries. And like, that's our default like answer to everything. Let's start with boundaries and communication. <laughs> also, maybe go to therapy. <laughs> I agree though, like in terms of boundaries, like... I guess like if you're seeing someone and you want to like communicate with them in a way that you once did, like if you're being like flirty or really close and stuff like that, it might be good to set a boundary with yourself and with them and to kind of like make sure that you don't, 
involve yourself more than you need to. Mm. Does that sound like something that would be good to do? <laughs> I wish you could have seen Kara's eyes just then. She looked at me with like the widest eyes ever. Like, is that correct? I don't know if that I was correct. No idea if this is on the right path or not. Look, I think that this is a really, really difficult thing. And like, this is one of the first questions we've been fully stumped on. So yeah, usually we know everything. Usually we know <laughs> usually we know absolutely everything or we only include questions that we know absolutely everything about (laughs) but I think the best thing to do would be to honestly communicate with this person about the fact that you need space yeah so let's just say you work with them yes sorry I'm laughing because I'm just rolling with anything that you're giving me right now like yes great sounds good keep going so let's just say you work with someone But you're trying to get over them and you're struggling because you have to see them five days a week slash every day if you work seven days a week. Then if you say to them, like, and this is the thing, honesty is always the best policy. If you say to them, hey, I am really struggling to get over you. Understand that's a vulnerable thing to say, Mm -hmm. but with vulnerability comes strength. Then they should respect your wishes to give you space. If you great i love that whole suggestion thank you here's the other thing if you work with them you could put like a little bit of like weed in their locker at work and get them fired Mm. assuming that your work has an anti-drug policy Mm. how do we feel about that one (laughs) (laughs) you're being so silly (laughs) okay in all seriousness i agree with that i think just saying like you know i just need some space to get over this yeah. And then give yourself some space. Yes. I think, honestly, even though we harp the fuck on about communication, like, it just feels like it is. It is. It is. It's communication. It's communication. It kills me more. <laughs> so sorry to whoever asked that question. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I wish we had more. Okay. I have feelings for my best guy friend. Scared to lose him if it's not mutual. Any advice? <laughs> Cara, what is going on? So, Okay. Do you want me to start? Because I have an answer. Okay, you start. Life is too short to not tell him how you feel. Uh Uh-huh. And that's just my opinion. Okay, I agree with that. I also think that there is a way for you to communicate that would maybe, like, make it able for you guys to be friends still if he doesn't reciprocate. Yeah. You know, just to say, like, you know, I'm interested. Like, are you interested in me? If not, I I still want to say friends. I really Mm. appreciate your friendship kind of thing. Honestly, it might not be the same afterwards, especially if you are heartbroken. You kind of, like, need a bit of space to get over it. Mm. But I agree. Like, I think if it's something that that you feel and that you really, like, want to explore, you can't not say it for fear of losing someone. Because I think the right person... And the right friendship or relationship will kind of last through those kind of like trying times. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I just think it's always best to say something. It's all about the way that you say it. And I think Kara's advice is really good about the way you word it. And, you know, acknowledging the fact that even if they don't want to date you, you still want to be friends. And yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Okay, so our next question is, do you have any tips on dating apps for first-time users? I want to put myself out there, but I am scared to start. Okay, so my number one tip is, look, let's just do a dating app breakdown here. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? Something casual? A relationship? Not sure yet? 
friends no one's looking for friends when i see someone on a dating app that says they're just looking for friends i'm immediately distrusting of that person i completely agree with you so if we look at dating apps look we've got the big three we've got tinder We've got Bumble, we've got Hinge. Yes, all of who are very welcome to sponsor our podcast. And yes. we will never mention the other two again. Yes. Whoever gets in first. Yes. Highest bidder. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so you look at something like Tinder, for example, tends to be geared more towards the casual hookup energy. People do find relationships on Tinder, but I'm just talking generally speaking. Yep. Bumble is kind of like your middle ground. Mm. And then Hinge is more your relationship vibe. Am I incorrect? I mean, I've been ghosted on Tinder and Hinge. So. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So (laughs) this is just my opinion. But something that I, you definitely should do is know what you're looking for. Even if you don't know what you're looking for, know that you don't know what you're looking for. Yes. Going into it. So on Bumble, for example you can say what you're looking for and only see people who are looking for the same thing. Yes. So that kind of like makes it a lot easier to A, figure out the type of people that you want to date and B, for people to know whether they want to date you, whether you're looking Mm -hmm. for the same thing as them. And I feel like that's a great feature that Bumble has. For sure. And I think you can do that on like a lot of the other apps as well. Maybe not Hinge. Because I think on Hinge, it's kind of like expected that you're looking for a relationship. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure on like Tinder and stuff, you can also do that, right? Oh, okay. I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure either. But um, anyway, the point is that know what you want. And if you are able to put that into the app, do it. Because do it. that will help you to find other people who also want what you want. Yeah. Try and be like open-minded to the fact that people can only do and say so much in it dating profile yes um that's not to say like lower your standards but that's just to say that like you know there's it's only a tiny fraction of someone's personality what you see on a profile yeah and the worst that could happen if you swipe them and then you realize that they're totally not it for you is you just can you either don't talk to them or you stop talking to them like yeah it's not the not the biggest deal like no. you don't have to overthink every swipe that you make yes exactly i completely agree with you and as well as that a tip that i definitely have is like to not be too hard on yourself because mm-hmm. i think it's easy to take things personally on dating apps like if someone doesn't reply to you or why are you looking at me like that because you were at me <laughs> if someone doesn't reply to you or if someone unmatches you or whatever like it's literally it feels like it's a personal thing Mm -hmm. and I completely understand that but it's not a personal thing like it's a dating app and the amount of people who are on dating apps and they're not even like consciously using them like about Mm -hmm. 10% of people on dating apps are actually using them you know what I mean wow what a statistic where'd you get that from I just made it up (laughs) (laughs) couldn't tell (laughs) I agree with that though like it is very hard not to take it personally but it's not personal also I think it's important to be safe let's just go there oh yeah let's fucking go there because it's you know it's a it's an interesting world out there guys it's it's a crazy world Mm. and we want to make sure that you know if you go on a date other people know where you are Mm. they know like who you're with Mm -hmm. that you're meeting up with someone that you feel like you can trust maybe doing it in like a very like easing into it kind of way like i'm trying to tell you what to do but like i don't know just just use your like meet in a public place yeah have people know where you are and at what time you are there yes like just your general safety 
things. Just general self-preservation things that we wish you didn't have to do. Yeah. Because if only we lived in a world where those things weren't needed, but unfortunately they are. Yeah. And then beyond that, I think it's also really important to know, A, if they're not right for you, if dating apps aren't right for you, and Mm. B, if you need to take a break from them. Yes. Because I know both of us have been in places where we're like, absolutely can't do a dating app in this moment. Mm -hmm. Like it would be detrimental to my health yes um but also i know a lot of people who are just like it's not for me and that's so fine like I, and i get that it's like a very kind of it's a very popular way to meet people and it's like every fucking person who's single is on dating apps that's how it feels at mm. the moment but it's also not the truth no there's a lot of people who it doesn't work for in terms of like you know how they like to meet people how they like to have conversations and stuff like that so if it's not for you that's totally fine and if you find that you know maybe it is a bit much at first like if you're kind of putting so much energy into it that you're exhausting yourself or you're feeling something that's not great, Mm. take a step back. Yeah, totally agree. But also in saying that, good luck with your dating app journey. We wish you the best. We hope you find the person of your dreams for whatever that dream is. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. You wear those sexy Oscar rental boots and I will wear my best. Oh. (laughs) Okay. And our next question is, how do I do things on my own without feeling lonely? There's a difference between alone and lonely. Yeah. You can be alone and you cannot be lonely. Yeah. And I think that it's important not to confuse the two because Mm -hmm. it's very healthy to be alone. In fact, it's unhealthy to not feel like you can be alone Mm. obviously there are times like in life where like you would prefer to have someone with you or prefer to do something with another person rather than be by yourself Mm. but i think that if you're feeling like lonely quote unquote like no matter what you do by yourself that might be a good you know sign that you need to do those things by yourself to get Mm. more comfortable with feeling like you know fine with your own company yeah because Maybe it's not actually like this feeling of loneliness. Maybe it's not genuine loneliness. Maybe it's just discomfort mm. or a fear of like judgment from other people. Like for example, which most people aren't judging you anyway, but <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, I feel like it's a lot of things can feel like loneliness when you're alone. Yes, I completely agree with you. And something that I really encourage you to do if you are feeling those feelings of loneliness is become more comfortable with doing things by yourself. Yes, of course. Because I used to always feel lonely when I did things by myself and it was because I had a lack of comfort doing things by myself. Completely, yeah. And I think that especially if you have like hobbies or interests that aren't always reciprocated by your friends or your family and you don't necessarily have something to someone to do those with, Mm. I think that can be a really empowering thing is to go, okay, well, I don't have like a friend or someone to do this with, so I'm going to still do it by myself Mm. and maybe I'll make friends in the process maybe I won't yeah but I'm still going to enjoy it because it's something that I'm interested in absolutely absolutely (laughs) (laughs) okay so our next question is how do I stop resenting my boyfriend for wanting to go out with friends or play games hmm I think the first thing is figuring out where that resentment comes from. Yes because when I first read this question my immediate thought was are you not getting what you need in terms of like quality time and stuff with this person because i feel like if you were you wouldn't resent you wouldn't be feeling resentful or if yeah it's it's about figuring out what 
you need in order to not feel these way, feel this way because it's not really about telling someone what they can and can't do. No, I completely agree with you. So like I definitely have been in this space before where I have felt like almost like jealous or envious or frustrated with my partner at the time for spending time with their friends and when I look back on it it really just came from a place of insecurity like I had plenty of time with him Mm -hmm. I just simply wanted more (laughs) and I think that it's really important to check in with yourself and be like okay do I need to communicate to my partner that I need more time from them rather than sitting in the resentment Mm -hmm. is your partner maybe prioritizing certain days of the week or whatever over spending that time with you like I think it's I think there are so many variables in this kind of situation but it's definitely about are you meeting their needs and are they meeting your needs yeah and also kind of I guess kind of similar to what you just said like you in your past relationship you've had enough time with them like you were spending a lot of time with them but you were just you were feeling I guess like maybe insecure or lonely when you weren't Mm. spending time with them even more yeah and that's not really necessarily an issue with them it's more to do with like your own I don't know, maybe confidence. Yeah. And that's something that is totally fine to feel. Mm. And and if it is something that you need to work on in yourself, that's fine. But yeah, like identifying it is definitely the most, one of the most important things I think, because you can't really, it's not, it's not going to be a healthy and b beneficial. If you say, stop playing video games, stop going out with your friends, because that's just a very, that's a great start to a toxic relationship. Yeah. It could even be something as simple as like, you know, if you come home from work and they're already playing video games, you could just say to them, hey, like, I'd really love if like when I go home from work after not seeing you for the whole day, if we could just have like half an hour, we just like chill and catch up. Yeah. And then you can go and play your video games, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Like even something like that, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing approach. Mm -hmm. Completely agree. Okay. Our next question is, it has been almost a year and I'm not over my ex. How do I not feel bad about it? us just like half an hour ago talking about how we don't know how to get over someone (laughs) (laughs) here's the thing this is definitely more common than you think like people taking a quote-unquote long time to get over someone Mm -hmm. is so 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 common and it's something that once again I feel like a lot of people feel shame in And they Mm -hmm. feel like, wow, it's so shameful that like I have taken this long or I am taking this long to get over someone. Here's the thing. I'm just going to say this blanket statement in general. There is no shame in feeling things for someone. There is no shame in it. And like so much of society is wrapped up in this idea of like it's shameful to feel a certain way and it's shameful to express the way that we feel honestly. Whereas if we just like leaned into the way that we felt expressed ourselves honestly as a society we would just be fucking so much better and i also really think like i agree with that completely and i think that a big reason as to why i haven't gotten over someone as much in the past and honestly i feel like this is probably the case with a lot of people i know who are Mm. going through heartbreak as well is that you don't allow yourself to feel it as much as you need to feel it maybe towards the beginning or even Mm. like towards the middle and then like because you're pushing it down or pushing it away like we've talked like we talked about a million times before it comes up eventually yeah so if you're pushing something down or acting like it's not there or trying to avoid those feelings they're not going away no. they're coming back up later and then of course you're going to feel like two years down the track or a year down the track like why am i not over this person yet it's because you know you've been avoiding those feelings until they're unavoidable mm. so 
Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's about like taking away the shame of it and realizing there's no set time for when you have to be over someone or when you're meant to be over them. And everything's different because obviously it's like the type of relationship will depend on how much how long it might take to get over them Mm. who you are like what you feel and stuff like that there's just literally no black and white answer to this and that's what makes heartbreak so hard yeah all you need to do is just be kind to yourself and check in with what you need kind of like going back to that question about someone who's seeing who the person they like every day like check in with yourself be like is there something that i could be doing to help myself not you know, miss this person as much day to day. Mm. And as long as you're doing all those things, it's going to go away in time. It's just no one can really predict when that time might be. Yeah. Okay. So our next question is a very interesting one. Mm. And I'm so keen to hear your answer, although I think I might know it. Mm -hmm. Do you believe in love at first sight? Let's do our answers at the same time on three. So we go three, two, one, and then go. Uh Uh-huh. Three, two, one. No. No. Okay. (laughs) Great. Do you think I was going to say yes? Part of me was like, you might, but then I kind of knew you wouldn't. No, I, I definitely believe that you can like, okay, let's talk about the spark for a second because yeah, I think there is such a difference between meeting someone and feeling like you have this like instant like spark and like, for lack of a better word, love with them. Yeah. And... Actually being in love. Actually meeting someone and falling in love with them. I believe in lust at first sight. Hello. Yes. The moment I saw Harry Styles with my eyes for the first time. (laughs) Like I I have lust at first sight with people daily. Yes. Like it's not – I completely believe in that. Mm. But like I don't think that you can have love at first sight. And I think if you do, it's probably a very surface level type of love because I don't know if you can when you don't know someone. I don't think you can. No, I completely agree with you. I don't know what else to say about that because I just so wholeheartedly don't believe in love at first sight. Yeah, no. I'll be really interested to see the people who listen. We'll post this one on our stories after this episode goes live. I'm really interested to see how many of you, no judgment, do believe in love at first sight and if you do, why? Mm. We're going to post that. I just decided because okay. I'm like, I want to know why people believe in it. Well, maybe people have experienced it. Maybe they have. But I also feel like love at first sight. And maybe I'll change my mind once I see some of these responses. But I feel like a lot of people, they push. Like once you meet someone and you have a relationship, you might like romanticize the first time you meet. Right. And you might think that it was love at first sight. Yeah. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Anyway, open to being wrong, as always. <laughs> Okay, our last question for the episode is an absolute banger. (laughs) It is, how do I accept my body type, love it, and stop comparing it? This is the million dollar question. This is the million, trillion, billion, wait, is billion. This is the trillion dollar industry question they don't want you to know the answer to. (laughs) Because every fucking... Every fucking beauty industry in the world relies on you never figuring this one out. Yes, and that's the thing. That's why the beauty standards are always changing because they always want you to be wanting more. Yes. And look, it is fucking hard. We've done a whole episode on this. If you haven't listened already, we've done an episode called Fuck Diet Culture because fuck diet culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so you should definitely go listen to that one. We talk really in depth about, I guess, like body positivity, neutrality, like loving yourself, insecurities and things like that. 
But the short answer is, is that there is no answer. Mm. And you really kind of need to like work through what you're feeling and why you're feeling it. Mm. And I guess maybe like, I think, I think one of the biggest pieces of advice I have and what's really worked for me is surrounding yourself with friends and people who uh, don't put any emphasis on mm. that kind of thing. If that's not important to you, if like weight, if you, if you want to get to a space where weight or what you look like and things like that is not important to you, mm. surround yourself as much as you can with people who reflect that mm. and put and surround yourself like, you know, online, if you're on Instagram and things like that with influencers or brands who really uh, reflect that as well. Yeah. Because there's nothing worse than logging on to like Instagram and, ma- and seeing someone's post that makes you feel shitty. And if you're doing that every day, it's just impossible to feel good about yourself. Yeah. And it's all about just everything that you consume in general, because like if you are constantly consuming media that is negative or is only putting a certain bo- body type in a positive light, then over time you're just going to convince yourself that that is what the ideal body type is yeah and i also think another thing that i've really kind of been trying to um channel lately is buying clothes that you feel good in and like forgetting about sizing Mm. forgetting about what you're what you're meant to look good in and things like that um and honestly this has kind of come for me this has come because i've been following you know curvier women online people Mm. who are like fashion influencers and there are plenty of them despite the fact that you know all we ever see are people who are like super thin and white mm. in terms of the beauty standard. Mm. There are like, if you're into like fashion and things like that and you want to like learn to feel really great in your body, follow some fashion influencers who kind of are similar to your body type and start investing in clothes that you feel good in mm. and that aren't trying to like hide parts of your body or like deflect parts of your body yeah. or like aren't, you know, this, I think like this is a very like, typical kind of thing we think of when it comes to if you're like you know curvy or a plus size or whatever Mm. um in terms of how you should dress Mm. just dress how you feel and what makes you feel good and i think if you do that over time you'll start to kind of like believe it more if that makes sense like you probably aren't going to believe it at first but if you really work at it you will eventually get there yeah i agree Wow, I think that's a beautiful way to end the episode. I think it is, huh? I really, really think it is. <laughs> As always, you guys can find us on Instagram at tbh.pod. That's where we post uh, the question box for unprofessional opinions every single week. We also ask for topic suggestions. So if you have any um, anything you want us to talk about ever, mm. we're all ears. Mm-hmm. Um, we also ask questions from each episode at the end of every week because we love to hear your opinions on everything we talk about. As always, we really appreciate you being here and supporting us and supporting our little teeny tiny <laughs> podcast in the words of Kara Aridi. So yeah, thank you so much for being here. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we, we would love if you could rate and review and subscribe is that what you do on apple podcast yes and if you're listening on spotify if you wouldn't mind following us it would really help us out so much we hope you have a really beautiful week and we look forward to being in your ears next friday morning good bye oh she can carry a tune that was actually pretty good it was bye (laughs) bye